Hello and indeed welcome to another episode of Talking Bollocks with me, your host, Howard H. Smith. It's been a while, hasn't it? No, it's been a couple of weeks like it always is. So, hello, welcome. I am your host, Howard H. Smith. I am also known as the lead singer in UK thrash band Acid Rain. I do comedy as the character Keith Platt, professional Yorkshireman. I does this here podcast. I host the Motorcast and I host with two other friends a podcast called The Reducer. Look that one up if you want. It's pretty much us talking about football all the time. Um, so, hello. Uh, nice to be back. First time, then strap yourself in. And if it's not, you know what to expect. Let's fucking get on with it, shall we? Because as I'm recording this, it is, as we say in the UK, bastard hot. It is fucking roasting. I've had to, I've literally stepped out of a cold shower and sat down in front of my laptop to record this. So otherwise my brain would have been fried and I wouldn't have been able to cope. It is ridiculous. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, sweating, yes, I'm sweating like a blind lesbian in a fish shop. Um, now that was that that joke was told to me that was that was told to me a few days ago by a lesbian friend of mine so any lbgtqrstuvwxyz uh people out there please don't take offense um take a gate instead <laughs> oh dear anyway let's get let's get down to it shall we let's get down to what has been going on in the world of rock and metal since last we spoke um, first up, ex-Cradle of Filth guitarist Richard Saw says he no long he could no longer to- tolerate the drama and BS. It wasn't fun anymore. So when asked to um, expand on this, um, it, it, it's quite interesting. I'm going to rattle through this for you. He said, basically, touring and travelling was never a problem for me. Writing and recording, the actual music side of things, I still love, um, I still loved and still love. It was all the behind-the-scenes stuff. That kind of got to me after a while. It just got to a point where I found things... Um, you don't like the sound of that uh, that's been going on for a while. A lot of drama and BS. This is the key part for me. I'm a dad now. My life's pretty hectic as it is without adding unnecessary drama to the bag. It just got to a point where I was like, this isn't fun anymore. Doing the shows um, is fun most of the time, but it's all the other stuff that was kind of getting to me. It's time to walk away. It's not fun anymore. It's time to step aside. And asked to elaborate on the drama, he said, touring right recording is the dream. Um, but to me, it came at quite a high cost. I wasn't willing to pay that cost anymore. Um, me, the keyboard player, and all the crew but one didn't want to pay that cost, so they had to hire a whole new crew. I'm uh, not quite sure what that sounds like. Anyway, there's a side of me that thinks if you just treat people better, it'd be, it, it'd be less hassle. In a nutshell, just treat people better, show them respect and that the, they deserve and people will stick around. My BS tolerance has seemed to have lowered over the years. I, again, becoming a parent does that. Not that I'm, I'm a parent, but it's just, you know, there's countless examples of it. There's a lot of stuff that I let slide in the past, and towards the end I was like, I'm not letting that slide anymore. Now, yeah, th- that does happen uh, with anything. You know, with any job, let's be honest, it's a job. Um, and stuff, when you first start out in a job, you can be like, yeah, you know, uh, okay, you know, I'm not keen on that, but I'll put up with it. And then you find yourself, you know, months, years, weeks, days, whatever, down the line going, nah, do you know what, I can't fucking deal with that anymore. And um, And I think certainly... You know, becoming a becoming a parent has clearly focused the mind, um, and uh, and he's decided to walk. And fair enough, you know, fair enough. 
that's the way it goes. Now, this, however, is all about, and I, I didn't, I, 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 I didn't cover this before, but obviously, the so-called Pantera reunion. Obviously, it's not a Pantera reunion. It is a Phil and ah, um, oh, for fuck's sake, brain, don't do it to me now. Don't, don't blank. Come on. And Rex, yay! You might have noticed I did pause it slightly there, but honestly, it was it wasn't for long. I don't know why I'm kind of justifying myself to you, but I am. So there you go. So yeah, it's more of a Phil and Rex reunion, if we're honest, isn't it? Um, I mean, look, you want to go, you want to see that shit. Absolutely, totally up to you. You know, speaking as somebody who is the only original member of a band that plays loads of stuff, then you know I'm not going to throw stones, and I totally understand the going out in style like that. Um, and as I'm saying all this, I, re I remember speaking about this on the last podcast, but everything has been approved, okay? It can all go ahead without any problems, and it's all completely fine and spot on. And you know why? Because Phil Anselmo and Rex Brown have the right to tour as Pantera. So says... Stripers, Michael Sweet. Yeah, we were all fucking hanging on for what Michael Sweet of Striper was going to say about the Pantera reunion, weren't we? Oh, I wasn't... Are, are, you know, are tickets available yet? Yes, they are. Are you going to buy any? I don't know. Has Michael Sweet said what he thought about it yet? Because if he hasn't given its fucking approval, there's every chance I might not buy tickets. Oh, he has? Right. I'm in for fucking 50 then. Fucking hell. Honestly, slow news day or what? Michael Sweet of uninteresting dead band Striper. Uh, honestly, here's the thing. It's I, I don't know what he sounds like, but he sounds like this to me. Here's the thing. It's really easy for all of us to give our opinions on that. And a lot of, th a lot of times those opinions aren't positive. They can be on a negative side. Well, fucking well done, mate. There is positive and negative opinions. Fucking hell. But that being said, you've got to take into account the guys that are still alive and that they're just as big a part of those bands. In terms of fame and recognition, maybe not, but effort, hard work, time involved in that band, absolutely. So that, to me, gives them the right to do that. <laughs> don't call it. I don't know you about calling it, you know, in the case of Van Halen, you go out with Joe Satriani and someone else on bass, Jason Newstead, for instance. He's gone off on a tangent here. They talked about on bass, and it was Michael Anthony. And who knows? It may... Be, honestly, he's low. He's totally lost the thread of what he's talking about. <laughs> so he's gone on about Pantera. I do understand. I mean, his voice is obviously changing all the time we do this. I do understand some people are getting up in arms over it being called Pantera when the Abbott brothers aren't involved. I mean, they pretty much were Pantera just as Eddie Van Halen was Van Halen, right? We can all agree on that. But again, who is Michael Sweet to say whether they should or shouldn't do that? I fucking hate it when people talk about themselves in the third person. You know... Sports people get away with it. They get a pass. Anyone else, you're a cunt. Okay? Anyone. You know, you start talking about yourself in the third person, you're a... T oh. This is our livelihood. This is what everyone does to pay the bills and what everyone uh, does just to get out of sheer love and the heart of doing it. We love doing what we do and what else we're going to do. So these guys, they're going to continue on that. That's, I don't want to say bread and, uh, bread and butter. That's so cliche. You've been a fucking cliche so far, mate. But it is their bread and butter. And I, th I don't want to say bread and butter. That's so cliche. But it is their bread and butter. Well done. 
that is so cliche that you've pointed it out and then said it anyway. And I think you should do what they need to be to do, but as long as they are respectful in the process. As long as they're respectful on the process. They're not going to go out and start slagging off the Abbott brothers. They're not going to start changing arrangements and shitting on it all, are they, you fucking dick? Oh, oh. And I think they should do they, they should do what they need to do as long as they're respectful in the process. When they start dis when they start disrespecting and doing it in a disrespectful way, that's when I'll step up. I'll be the first one to step up and say, wait a minute here, that's not right. You know what I mean? Fuck off, Michael. Really? Honestly? I couldn't give a shit about Michael Sweet's opinion on fucking anything, especially religion, but anything. His lame-ass fucking radio rock, ballless, and ironically, soulless fucking band. Oh, bloody hell. And I, I love that. When they start disrespecting and doing it in a different way, that's when I'll step up. I just, just fuck off. Honestly. Gibberish, man. Um, next up, this is going to be this is re- this is one for long time listeners. Skid Row guitarist on possibility of re- reunion with Seb Back. That conversation doesn't even enter my brain. Godless, are you listening? You bet me. I think coming up four years ago now that by the end of that year, Skid Row would have got back together with Sebastian Back. You owe me. Money. <laughs> Next up, Dave Alefson. Good old Dave. When the shit hits the fan, you find out who your friends are. Alternatively, Dave, when the particular serving of shit is you beating off on your phone with a young girl. Now, she was completely legal. She instigated all the rest of it. Fine. But certain friends might feel, A, a bit creeped out, and B, if they're religious like you, Minister of Christianity, then maybe they were fucking disappointed in their so-called friend and thought, do you know what? I've got a daughter about that age. Maybe I'm going to stop hanging around with Dave. I don't know. Uh, let's, let's just see what he's got to say. You find out who your friends are when they finish it. Yeah, because everybody wants to be around you when you're picking up a Grammy. Yeah, because like Megadeth do that all the time. Look, life is, you never, you're never on top all the time. Your life ebbs and flows and your career ebbs and flows, all of that. I've been fortunate enough to be a career musician and I've got to go with the ebbs and flows of the good and the bad, otherwise sometimes from within, sometimes from without. Yeah, I'm glad you said sometimes from within because that's definitely where this came from. You were definitely reaching within to get something on that phone in the early uh, oh he starts babbling anyway look i've said my piece fuck off dave of course some friends ditched you look at what you did you fucking hypocrite and yes one of the key uh one of the key elements of the christian uh religion is forgiveness but i'm not a i'm not a christian so go fuck yourself <laughs> um next up Dream Theatre's John Petrucci announces more dates for first solo tour with Mike Portnoy on drums. And you know what? I'm not going giving you any of the article whatsoever. But what I am going to say is I just think that's really, really cool. After all these years, I mean, if, 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 if any of you out there remember the amount of shit that was being thrown around when they basically booted him out of the band, um, it was 
it was pretty fucking toxic. But all these years later, proving that time heals all wounds, they're now going out and playing together. And I think that's pretty fucking awesome. Next news story, again is a short one. Tesla releases music video for new single, Time to Rock. Imagine being in a band, yeah, in 2022, when you can type, you can write title and release a song called Time to Rock. It also, there's also an exclamation mark in there. Yeah, and not think that you're in any way being fucking cliche and maybe should put a little bit more effort in. I'm just saying that's the way I'd look at it. But so there you go. Tesla has released a new song called Time to Rock. Who fucking cares? Not me. Any Tesla fans out there, please do get in touch and tell me how wrong and what I'm missing out on. Now, this next one, I don't know about how anyone else feels, right? And... I don't know, I don't know, maybe I'm being a bit unkind, but is anybody else sick of hearing Joey Belladonna moaning about being booted out of Anthrax over a decade ago? Is anybody else a, a, a bit annoyed at the fact that, I don't know, his interviews, all they just come off as really moany. He moans about being in Anthrax these days and how hard it is, and, and, and he's never far away from moaning about, you know, 13 years of not being in the band and it's and he's back again first up first line of this interview absolutely blew me away and i don't know why because i should have put the fucking maths together but the 61 year old new york based singer joey belladonna is 61 what the fuck anyway i didn't quit I wanted, I, like I wanted to sit around for 13 years while these guys just kept going. People don't want to hear it, but that's the truth. And forget about that record without me. He goes on about, you know, uh, Sound of White Noise, but basically he says, I'm not saying whatever was on there wasn't right. I'm saying I was in the car that drove into that record and I got sideswiped out of there. So yeah, I didn't quit. I didn't quit anything. I don't want anybody thinking because I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have had the heart to do that. Um... Belladonna also addressed the fact that um, that he returned to Anthrax despite having been publicly disced by a few members. Some people were saying to me, why the hell are you going back with them? Why would you go back? That stupid man, you're an idiot. She tweeted, she cheated on you twice, dude. Don't go back with her. And um, he said, it took them a long time to go, you know what? You suck. We didn't like you that much, but now you're all right. This is the bit that got me. Every day I walk in their presence in the room knowing that these people felt that way because I never felt that way about them. I don't feel that way about those people. I respect and I highly recommend everything that they do. And obviously I'm back and I dig what we're doing right now. I dig what we're doing, but it's hard, it's hard. You get a complex, you know? If you don't let it go, mate, yeah, you will get a complex. Yeah, in 13 years, I totally get it. Yeah, you pissed off. And I get that there's a fucking bitterness and resentment there. But at some point, you've got to realise the only person that's damaging is you. Bitterness and resentment, like everybody else has moved on. And if you don't move on, you're the only one paying a price for that. And I, and I just feel a little bit uncomfortable. It's, it's just weird when he's talking like, you know... Um, 
I never felt that way about them. I don't feel that way about those people. You mean the people you're in a band with? It's just fucking weird. It's really odd. And Joey gets weird when he talks about, you know, being sideswiped out the band, as he calls it. And, um, and, and, and kind of finally, well, Rage Against the Machine, UK and European tour off because Zach fucked his leg um, at one of the gigs. Fuck off, pigeon. Go on, get out of it. Sorry, got to get rid of the pigeons. Fucking hate them. They shit everywhere. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, UK and European tours fucked because um, he's knackered his leg. That's a bummer. Um, and I wanted to finish on a really lovely note. And the lovely note is um, Alex Lifeson and Geddy Lee reunited on stage to perform Closer to the Heart at a... Um, uh, Red Rocks Amphitheatre in Denver as part of a celebration making the 25th anniversary of the animated comedy show South Park. Um, and I just thought that was really, really fucking cool thing to do. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a lovely way to finish what is usually a fairly negative news section. I don't pick out news stories to usually to go, yay, aren't these great? Because ultimately, I want to give you a, a bit of a giggle here and there. And... Um, and positivity is rarely funny, but negativity is often funny and you can get stuck into people. But, hey, Alex and Geddy playing close to the heart again. I just think that's absolute class. Um, so I was moaning on about the heat at the beginning of this podcast. Well, guess what? <laughs> um Coming up now, as you know, because it's in the description, but if you're listening to this on the shuffle or whatever, I don't know. But anyway, however you're consuming this, just to let you know, the guest this on this podcast is Nick from Nicholas Cage Fighter. Um, he was not in the band when the band. Well, we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get to that. Now, Nick is the only Australian I've had on the podcast in eight years, and he is the only interview I've done with somebody actually in Australia whilst we were doing the interview. And yep, you guessed it, it was during the other heat wave where it was hotter here than it was where he was. Yeah, fucking insane. Um, we, had a, we had a really cool chat. Apologies, but we do... <laughs> we talk a bit of weather shit at the top here. Um, but we do get into it, and it was a really, really fun interview to do. Um, I'm really enjoying... I'm really enjoying the album, um, the, the Nicolas Cage, uh, Cage Fighter album. Try and saying that in a rush. It's called The Bones That Grew From Pain. I mean, you know, that is a pretty heavy fucking title. And it is a very, very heavy album. Really, I, I'm, I'm getting into it more and more, to be honest, because it is so heavy. Um, so, at this point, I'd like to tell you we had a great chat on Zoom, which the video of which is on the Talking Bollocks YouTube channel. So if you want to nip over there and watch the interview, that's up to you. But if you don't, stay right here, don't touch that dial, and here comes our chat. Hey, mate. How are you? Hello there. I am well. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Howard. Thanks for uh, having us here. It's good. Uh, no worries, ma'am. No worries. Um, nice to meet you, Nick. I understand you got stuck on a train last time we were supposed to be talking. Yeah, yeah. Just stuck around. Busy, busy as hell. Yeah, sorry, man. Um, That's and right. yeah, my uh, sense of time zones makes things a little bit tricky, but yeah, yeah. I finally get to do this. Uh, look, dude, it, this is I've, I'm, this podcast has been going eight years and I've interviewed all sorts of bands from all over the world. 
and I've never interviewed a band based in Australia. I've never interviewed an Australia musician. And when I finally do, it's probably hotter here than it is there. <laughs> yeah, the tables are finally turned around on you. Hey, how is it there at the moment? Um, uh, yeah, really hot. <laughs> so we're, yeah, yeah we're, 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 we're kind of like, um, the last few days has been sort of 37, 38, 40, 42. Yeah, shit, that is hot for you guys, isn't it? That's hot. That's yeah. even that's even pretty hot for here. Yeah, yeah, and and, and like you know, absence of air conditioning. So, oh, yeah, 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 no. So are basically, you're in like a like an old like traditional style cottage and whatnot, where it's just like um, oh shit, no, bluestone and whatnot. No, no, no. I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a modern uh, uh, flat in um in a small block. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like. So one side, one side is like burning in the morning and then one side's burning in the evening. And then like oh. the period during the day, I'm, I'm like hiding. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's been quite weird because like the government have treated it like, you know, we're, everyone's going to die. Um, <laughs> Dude, it's funny. We're even, we're even seeing articles ourselves from over here, uh, like from, from the UK being like, yeah, you've got to be... Um, extremely cautious of like heat stroke and you know expecting like all sorts of like serious health concerns it's like it's, it's, yeah. it's bad but it's not that bad you'll be right you'll be right you'll get through it well well this is it and i think you know i, I think i think the government have forgotten the amount of people who actually do go on holiday to countries that are a lot hotter um yeah, right. uh but it's it's the same old thing though isn't it you know it's the warnings for the idiots will go oh it's supposed to be the hottest temperature ever let's go and sunbathe all day with the kids in the park yeah yeah you know and get to about and three no, o'clock in the afternoon and every, everyone's ringing an ambulance for them. Yeah, no sunscreen, no water, running about in the sun, not actually realising just how that you yeah. can't exactly be doing that. Yeah, yep. yeah. and because we've got idiots like that, then, you know, we all get the uh, stay indoors, stay indoors. So it's just yep. like... Yeah, it's like, yeah. Like, when you're, uh, like when you're in school and you've got the, the teacher or like tell the whole class off for like one kid doing the wrong thing, so they got to set the standard for the one dumbass. That's the one, that's the one. Um, but you know, hey, I'm I, I'm not complaining. It's it's been um, it's been amazing. But it also gets to stage, as you know, where it's so hot, you, you just can't do anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I, I definitely know what it's like. And funny, like you were saying about how like one side of your house is just roasted. Um, one of the places I used to live at back in Melbourne is very much so the same thing. Um, little two story brick place with just a big flat wall uh, that had the window from my bedroom just facing the morning sun. So yeah, in summer, I I know what you mean. It gets hot. Yeah, uh, even indoors, yeah, you can't really do that much. Yeah. Hey, that's that, that that's exactly me. Um, like the 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 morning sun comes you know, rises up and it's like straight in the room and you like start the day hot and then it, you've just got degrees of hotness all day. Gradually getting worse and worse as it soaks in all the way through yeah. until about like eight or, eight or nine at night. Yeah. Hey? But, I, but I, you know, the benefits of a, just stepping into a freezing cold shower are like, you know, to be, to be triumphed in these, in these crazy times because it's just like total reset for at least a few minutes anyway. Total, complete, complete opposite to us because we've been getting down to like you know one or two degrees here lately. It's like it's like dead middle of winter for us. Um, so yeah, total opposite. Getting like that three or four minutes where you can hop into like a boiling hot shower and like heat yourself up for the next couple of hours. Oh dear! Hey man, do you realise that we we spent the spent the whole? It's my fault, but we spent the whole like 
beginning of this talking about the weather everyone's going to be like yeah, everyone's going to be like oh wow <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm really interested to hear about this band because like there's and and i'm sure people will be because there's unlike most bands there's there's not a massive amount about you guys out there is there yeah not not a huge amount um because i think so the guys have actually like the the band did exist for like about four or five years before i joined it like prior to the hiatus so back in like 2008 to 2013 but um even following that even like we had, did have the release of like our ep and a little two track split that sort of just uh was like their catalyst to kick things off yeah there's, we haven't really got that much out there um like we've had done like other interviews and podcasts and things like this as well. But um, I think it's only sort of really now that the album launch cycle is sort of uh, finally coming to fruition and everything's actually getting a lot more public um, that, yeah, yeah it's a lot more going on at the moment than there was last year. That's for sure. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, um, I mean, obviously you've got a social media presence, but I, I mean, I, I tend to ignore that because it's like, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to go dig in to do some research, which, which to be honest is, is not very often because I usually I'm fairly familiar with who I'm interviewing, but also um, it's, there's usually like, you know, plethora of interviews and stuff like that. But um, it's like, the, the, the thing is as well is when you're, when you're, when you're putting you into a goo, into a search engine, um, you go in and it's like Nicholas Cage and right up to FI, you're still not getting a look in. Yeah. It's Nicholas, yeah, Nicholas Cage films you know and then oh. uh, yeah exactly and then but you go g and you're all over that shit yeah it's like yeah. Google's, google's doing us dirty it's got to, it's got to put us there as the second option surely yeah yeah and then put us behind him oh yeah yeah it's 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 without doubt the, the algorithm is at work um it'll but, it'll happen it'll happen soon enough we'll we'll creep our way out there but um but I, look it's uh, it's it's a it's a completely unique name but also one i don't know i kind of get the idea that it's like it's one that you you know you could mistakenly be labeled by somebody who hasn't heard the band as being a bit of a joke being a bit light-hearted you know and yes. fuck me yeah, yeah your album is many things but it ain't funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's um we yeah well because we we've we've talked about this and we have sort of toyed around with the idea of uh I think at one point at one of our practices, like probably well over a year or two ago, we did play around with the idea of running with just Cage Fighter instead of Nicholas Cage Fighter. Um, sort of as like, you know, a refresh for the band after the hiatus, but it's too much of a draw card. It's too much of like a talking point for us. Um, and it's good because it does mean that the people that do hear the name and sort of chuckle about it, there's a good chance that they probably will check us out thinking, yeah. oh yeah, it's probably a piss yeah. take. It's probably just going to be shit. Uh, and then... Hopefully, yeah, they're like yeah, yeah. and realize that yeah, it's yeah. Not, not just a not just a joke, you know. I yeah. mean, like, the name is obviously a joke, but there's more to it than that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And there's and there's some wicked merch out there as well. Um, there's 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 a, a particular uh, like t-shirt uh, maker who seems to be having great fun with your stuff. Yeah, we've um, yeah, we got we got. Um, I actually, yeah, really, really like some of the designs that we've got, but one of our um, all-time popular sellers, it's actually, it's actually like an old design. It's got like the one of the old logos from way back, um, like from the first EP days before the hiatus. Um, yeah, it's like a Nicolas Cage face, but he's like a zombie and his jaws like half ripped open and there's like blood spilling out and everything. Yeah. Um, 
like I, it's not my favorite design, but because I really like some of the other ones we've got, but it is probably by far like our most consistent seller because people see it and go, yeah, yeah, let's get that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, and also I think it's crossover as well. I mean, you know, it is the kind of thing that somebody who's just like not into the music or anything is going to go, oh, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to like wear that because... Yeah, they can know. they can kind of enjoy it for the reference or just for the name and the humor behind it on its own, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's only a matter of time before one of the Kardashians is pictured wearing one of your shirts. I'm sure. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Hey, well, if we can actually get the big man himself wearing the merch, that's the end goal. Well, yeah, absolutely. Have you ever has there ever been any any contact or or like you know have you have you ever kind of reached out to the management because it seems Nothing. like it seems like quite an not approachable but a I was going to say down to earth, you know? Yeah, uh, dude, I was was chatting to somebody at work work about this as well. Um, Just just literally like not even four or five hours ago. Um, Yeah, he does seem like the sort of guy I think who would actually be cool with it or sort of like see the humor behind it as well. I sort of get that impression. Um, We we haven't reached out to him yet just because I think as well, we don't want to like at this point whilst we're still like in the lead up to the album we didn't really want to kind of like be seen to be using it as like a draw card you know like yeah. we want it to yeah. sort of be up there stand on its own for its own merit before yeah. we sort of yeah. play that card um cool. i'm pretty sure people have tagged him i think i've seen people like tagging like the nicholas cage fighter like official page on like social media on our content before though so i'm i'm confident that he's at least heard the name i yeah. reckon um but yeah no 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 collaborations in the work as of yet gotta find out gotta find out what his his schedule itinerary is next time he's filming in australia there's got there's got to be a crossover video do you know even if he's just even if it's just like nick just fucking walk past us playing in the background or or whatever (laughs) i mean obviously what you want you know what you want is like a sepultura attitude kind of video where it's like in the octagon you know, he's full on fucking fighting either one of you or like, you know, some dude or whatever. You know, it's like, yeah, it's it's in your future. Yeah, we'll, it's get him be. To, we'll get him. We'll get him to be like the star as like the main actor in one of our in one of our music videos, I reckon. Oh, absolutely. I'm absolutely. Sure, I'm sure, I'm but sure it, we can make it happen. He totally seems like the kind of dude who'd be like, like, how long do you need me for? Well, I like six hours sure yeah, six. i'll be there turns up in his motorbike no no entourage you know just on his own and he's just like exactly as you spec hey guys how are you what do you want me to do you know yeah yeah i reckon i reckon he'd love it yeah i reckon i reckon it'd be fun as to work with for sure oh yeah absolutely i've got boy he's got that some uh, some stories and i always tell anybody this right and you're the perfect candidate for this. if you haven't seen it already make sure you re- make sure you remember this uh, for after the interview um, go on to YouTube and put Nicholas Cage Wogan, W-O-G-A-N. Put that into YouTube. There's a there's a, an old uh, British um, radio DJ who had a TV show, an interview show, and it was like five days a week, and it was called Wogan. And he got he was called Terry Wogan, and he got all the guests on. There's an episode with Nicholas Cage, and I mean he has done so much coke before this interview right <laughs> <laughs> like so he comes out he like you know you know how people walk out to do an interview on onto a yep, yeah. chat show he does a backflip he does a backflip to yeah. come out for his um, interview um, and finishes it and he's literally going whoa whoa yeah <laughs> like i can i can see the thumbnail is like 
him like, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh mate, it is absolutely it's insanity. It's total insanity. Um, I'm literally gonna watch this sort of right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah do. <laughs> so oh, he's having the time of his life. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's like throwing dollars out into the crowd as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just fucking... like a high kick as well. He like he kicks, he gets his foot up like this high up. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still he's still a pretty young man there. And um and it's amazing because like the way the way he the the way he deals with the interview, like well, it just Wogan just treats him like a child who's, who's had too many sweets. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? Now, now, sit, sit down. It looks like he's got that like sugar rush kind of energy. Like, yeah. Yeah, just calm down, calm down. It's okay. We're, we're here yeah. with some serious business. Here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, sit down, sit down. Now, come on, let's have a chat. You know, it's just like brilliant. It's like, yeah. But um, anyway, anyway, um, new album, man. I, I, the, I, yes. I had the single sent me in a link um, and I was like, whoa, fuck me. That's, um, that's two things I like short well actually three short aggressive um and angry there is a difference between angry and aggressive um yes. so I, I was like jesus you know right send me keep me you know keep me informed about these guys what's going on so i got sent the album um and the album is like it's dense you know you are it, it's it's so fucking heavy thanks man yeah there's there's a lot in there hey um yeah yeah, uh, well, aggressive and angry um, and just like in your face and consistent was sort of what we were really aiming for with it. Um, we wanted to sort of have like a lot of similarities to sort of the earlier music, but yeah, we just wanted that really something that would just like catch your attention and just be nonstop in your face for the full 40 minutes. Yeah, and that's the, and that's the other win as well because 40 minutes, 45 minutes, that's an album like yeah. that. That's that, like, that's, yeah. Sweet spot, yeah. Because yeah. um, when initially, when um, when uh, we were chatting to Metal Blade about uh, you know the kind of general constraints or like what they sort of expect in like an album, you know, from a band like on their label, like yeah, we, you know, obviously can't do like a twenty minute or a half hour album. Um, yeah. yeah, initially, length was one of the things where I think initially we kind of we're expected to have a little bit longer of an album than we ended up with. But when we were chatting back and forth, we were sort of, we sort of said to him, we're like, look, we'll send you sort of the early works and the, you know, the pre-pro, you know, we don't really think if we like flesh these songs out that they're going to sort of, or if we like try and make them longer just for the sake of it, that they'll really yeah. sort of hold the same sort of like charm. Like yeah. I think the biggest strengths of some of the singles on there is that they are so like short, you know, it's, it catches your attention and it doesn't, wane at any point just by trying to be more than they need to yeah um yeah we love it we yeah yeah it flies by whenever i listen to it yeah well i'm and and look i'm i'm really pleased to hear that because i'm i'm one of those people as well it's like um i don't know there seems to be a uh, there seems to be a kind of social media thing where if you admit that you like your own band or you admit that you know you're you know one of the albums you listen to the most is your own new album it's it's like it's seen as it's seen as conceited it's seen as you know being kind of big headed yeah but I, I i i'm just like if it if it wasn't number one wouldn't there be a fucking problem yeah yeah <laughs> you know? I agree. Like, if i if, I, if yeah. I wasn't listening to it constantly wouldn't that mean it 
like i think it's shit that's not good yeah 100 percent. yeah like i mean like don't get me wrong we're we're all definitely like hold the hold our own work up to a pretty high standard and if given the opportunity we would just continue to um like constantly make changes to something or another uh, and definitely would never see it as just like a never-ending project for sure but um yeah like i don't think there's anything sort of like um you know like egotistic or like you know up yourself about like enjoying the end result because it's like if you don't mm. enjoy the music that you're making that you're putting out then you're probably putting out the wrong kind of music right like absolutely yeah we absolutely. um we yeah. we got to um sit in when metal blade did their um like the premiere the live stream of it that went up about like um, 10 or so odd hours ago or something like that um and yeah, it was cool. Like we're, we're sitting there, we're typing on the way, responding to people in the crowd and we're like, we're all banging along to it. You know, like we, we enjoy what we've written. Um, and yeah, I think you've got to, to agree, to a degree, like never like yeah. let it get like, I don't know, I wouldn't call it my favorite album because there's a lot of other music that's damn good that I'm really enjoying from other bands at the moment. But yeah, like yeah. we're proud of it, you know, got to enjoy yeah. it. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And funnily enough, I mean, I'll, 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 I remember talking, I mean, I, I sing in a, a UK thrash band called Acid Rain. Um, oh, yeah. and, um, you know, we've been around forever. Um, and I think I have heard that name thrown about. Yeah. See. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, um, uh, we put our first album out for 29 years in 2019 and then there was a pandemic. Fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we were, we, yeah, we better not release another album is what I'm saying. But, um, uh, I remember saying to the rest <laughs> of the band the day before it came out, it's like, and funnily enough, we speak as you know, the day before your album's about to be internationally released. And I said to everybody in the band, like, you know, in that last month leading up to it, listen to the album as much as you can, because mm. as of this day, it will cease to be ours. And yes. every time you listen to it, you will hear things that people have said about it or that song or, oh, yeah, somebody didn't like that or, oh, somebody. And it will just fill your head. This is the time to yes. listen to the album because this is it's still ours now. It's a, it's a very, very, very good point. I hadn't actually sort of thought of it like that because I think, yeah, I've had that same sort of experience actually come to think of it with the EP that we've put out, but I haven't actually thought about it in the context of the album as well. So yeah, it's very interesting yeah. that you say that. It definitely, yeah, it, it loses, a, well, it's not so much that it, it's not yours anymore. It doesn't lose that in the same sense, I don't think, but yeah, it definitely isn't entirely yours anymore. You know, yeah. it becomes what everybody else yeah. sort of sees of it as well. For well, sure. when you when you listen to it, you just can't help but take on all of the information that you've heard because when it comes out, you want to be all over the reviews. What do people think? What you know? What's being said here? What's being said there? Wow, people really yeah. like that song, and I thought that would be tough for people to take. Oh, I thought they'd love this one. No one's mentioning it. Oh, right, this is weird. Yeah. You know, and you get all of that when all that shits in your head, and then you listen to the album again. It, it it's like it just it the all the songs become triggers right yeah yeah exactly yeah 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 it's, yeah, it's weird yeah, it, it's it, weird instead of being able to enjoy it or uh, take what you know what you used to get out of it all of a sudden it's just what you take away that everybody else got from it yeah yeah but i always um i mean i'm are you the main lyric writer yeah, prim well, primarily. Um, there was uh, there was a good handful of lyrics that were written by um, some of the other guys in the band. Um, mostly just things like um, like some short of paragraphs or phrases or like some general sort of ideas and concepts, right. which I then sort of weaved into some of my own ideas or fleshed out even further as well. Um, 
majority is made though yeah right okay so are you looking are you looking forward to um having your um having your lyrics uh, reinterpreted for you um and hearing hearing all the different ways people apply what's going on in their life or what's happened to them to a particular set of lyrics so, yeah yeah it's cool um we we got a comment on our second video the other probably like a week and a half ago i think from yeah there was this dude um because like so the lyrics on that song that compound and fracture it's basically just about like um it's meant to be kind of like one of the whole wake up call songs off the album it's very much like you know the observation of people that you know like uh despise their life or you know blame other people for the situations they're in without actually like you know doing something that they want to fucking do you know yeah. um or without you know you know focusing on themselves pretty much and uh, yeah we got a comment from this guy and it was cool he just banged out this whole paragraph he's like man i've been in a fucking rut lately I've, you know i feel like my life's just fucking going around in circles and i'm sick of working a day job i fucking hate and this song was like a wake-up call to me fucking thanks for the music and i was like that's that's like the whole point of what i was trying to do yeah. which is yeah that was that was really really cool to see yeah um there's awesome. there's a couple of songs on the album that yeah yeah cool moment man that that, that felt cool um, I, I, that, but that, there's, that there's is literally what it's all about yeah yeah like um because i it's very much like sort of my interpretation of what I wanted the general themes of the album to be about, but to see that other people can resonate with it um, on like a really specific sort of thing. I, th I thought that was pretty yeah. sweet. Like I was, I was hoping that's what I'd be able to get out of it and to get something out of it that quickly was really sweet. Yeah. Um, but there are a couple yeah. of songs on there that I've left a little bit more ambiguous. So to be kind of open to interpretation. So yes. I will be interested to see if people do point out something that they take away from it that I never thought of as well. Yeah. Um, oh, don't worry, that will happen. Guess, like, yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's cool. that is going to be that is going to be all over the all over the show. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like um I think when you say, you know, more ambiguous, yeah, definitely. Um, because, but also as you, as you've said with um, compound and fracture, you know, that, that is not on the nose, but the theme is very clear and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's concise, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's cool when people react to exactly that, but then there's also yeah. other songs that people will completely misinterpret, you know, um, I, and, you know, and we we've, we we had a song on our album uh, that is it's called United Hates, and mm -hmm. people who've not even read the lyrics will, you know, put things like, "Well, it's obvious what this song's about." I we even got we even got like an abusive comment from an American saying like, "Well," and basically just hammering the UK for us slagging off the US. And I was like, just replied and went, "Read the lyrics, do this song has got nothing to do." <laughs> with the usa or the uk it's got nothing to do with politics yeah. or countries or anything but okay, people yeah, will thanks for taking the time out to get shitty <laughs> with this but yeah, you're completely yeah. off the fucking mark yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's <laughs> like you've taken longer to write the comment than it would have done to read the lyrics and realize you don't need to write the comment <laughs> yeah. i reckon i reckon if, if any song's gonna do that off the album i reckon it'll probably be shrine of wire 
Um, I reckon that'll probably be the one because so there's a there's a lyric in there which is uh, romanticizing mental illness has become a fashion statement. But when you listen to the song, the word romanticizing that can get a little bit lost in it. So I yeah. reckon it, I'll I'm just I've been kind of thinking about it actually a bit. It's funny that we're talking about it now. I've I've been thinking. I wonder if there will be anybody who thinks that I'm saying mental illness is a fashion statement, not romanticizing mental yes. illness is a fashion statement yeah um so yeah it'll be i'll be i'll be kind of waiting to see if anybody does say that and i think that'll always be in the back of my mind for a little while but uh um, yeah. yeah it'll be also be fun fun yeah. moment in that case it does happen because i can be like read the lyrics you fucking idiot absolutely <laughs> and but the thing is that's what gets lost is the it is nuance and because people tend not to buy physical products the first thing you do is read the lyrics um mm-hmm. It's, you know, you're, if you're lucky, you get a bouncing ball lyric video and, and you know, and, and that's going to be that. And that's that's where this comes from. Um, but funnily enough, picking up on that point, um, I completely agree. Um, I'm, I've, I've been saying a fair amount recently that um, I think we're past the point of, you know, people expecting a medal for talking about mental illness, you know, and it's like, yeah. you know, I, it's like, oh, it's really good that you're talking about this. It's, uh, look, unless you've been under a rock, I think it's pretty damn clear, yeah, that it's okay to talk about mental health. Yeah, and I think, I think as well, it also, it also probably depends a little bit on like which particular, if you want to get real nerdy about it, uh, it definitely depends on like what subset or subgenre of like metal and heavy music you're listening to, like how prominent that'll be. Yeah. Um, one of the things that um, because I've I've always got like a little bit of a sweet spot for like some really tasteful melodic hardcore, um, like uh, like Ghost in the Ghost Inside, for example. Heaps of um, heaps of lyrics that are based around you know like um, self help and willpower and mental illness and overcoming internal issues and things like that. Um, and but yeah, like those those sorts of things have been talked about in heavy music for fucking ages, you know. Um, yeah. Well, hang well, hang on, come on. I mean, I'm I'm fifty two. And uh, um, the first time I had I heard corn, I was like, "Okay, this dude's got fucking problems, um, and he's <laughs> and and he's not and he's not afraid to talk about them yeah. in every song or like you know not far." And that was kind of like for me, that was a bit of a sort of whoa, right? Okay, um, yeah, it's like okay, well, it, you can actually talk about these things in music that's meant to be like you know angry or powerful and and like in your face yeah yeah i think i think for a lot of people it'd um you know probably be like lincoln park you know probably like the most approachable of that sort of music you know like all of that was based around fucking problems you know yes yeah i tried so hard i got i mean some of the biggest choruses uh and and it's literally literally about that yeah, yeah. I, well, Chris Cornell, you know, fell on black days. I am fucking depressed. You know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. you know, the the, yeah, the, the the the. But these kind of messages are, um, yeah. The the. Oh, I've got. Pa- believe it or not, I've got parakeets, wild parakeets here in London. Um, no shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, Enjoying the sun, apparently. Yeah, yeah, apparently, yeah, or getting chased by a squirrel. Um, either way, yeah, do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so look, you, the, the touring the album, you're based in Australia. It's the age old question. Sorry, it's got to come up. It's got to suck. You're at the fucking bottom of the world. Everywhere is 
like a long way. Oh, I, and, and even 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 within Australia, it's a long way, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. People people over here think that Australia is like well, Australia. You jump on a plane, you're in New Zealand in like like ninety minutes, two hours, right? You know. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, actually. Yeah. It wouldn't be. Oh, it's yeah, probably not far off. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure you get from, I think you get from Melbourne to Sydney in probably about like two hours or so. So yeah, like New Zealand's probably not a not a too dissimilar time frame. Probably like three hours, yeah. maybe. Yeah, somewhere around there. Like yeah, but it's um yeah, it's like you put you put like you take Australia and you lay it on top of the US and it's like it's it's just as fucking wide, man. It's like if you you want to go from one one major city to another you're up for like six hours 10 hours 12 yeah. hours easily yeah yeah i let mean al- let alone if you go to perth <laughs> so so you're doing you've got what um one two three you've got five dates lined up at the moment um yes, yeah all in oz mm-hmm. and what's you know what's the plan of i mean a metal you know presumably metal blade want to get you you know around the world yeah, absolutely. So we are already like we've had we're we're actually very lucky and very thankful for it. We have actually had some people, some like booking agents and promoters from overseas actually reach out to us, which is really cool. Um, and we've uh, started working on some plans. We've got a couple. We've got some things in the work. I won't really give away too much because a lot of it isn't yet fully set in stone. So yeah, um, we'd be a bit rich to sort of jump the gun on it. Um, we're looking forward to coming overseas for sure. Um, this tour that we've got, we did want to do more dates, but because music uh, in general is sort of just getting back to the point now of becoming really commonplace and bands are touring and gigs are happening happening really frequently it was actually going to be really tricky for us to get a lot more dates and actually be able to not so much guarantee a good turnout but have it be likely that every show would actually be sort of quite successful um so we ended up trimming it down just to sort of the major areas um so yeah, we've got Newcastle because Newcastle, when we played there last, was fucking insane. Um, we love it there. Um, Sydney because you know if we're up in New South, it'd be rude not to. Um, and Teeth, who are now their primary supporting band for the tour, they're based out of Sydney, so naturally you know they'll have a good response there. Yeah. Um, Melbourne just because it's so close by to Ballarat, and because we do, we've actually played more gigs in in Melbourne than we have in our hometown because of COVID and whatnot. Right. Uh, so we're expecting the Melbourne show to be good. We've always had a, we've always been uh, pretty lucky to get a good response there. Um, the Ballarat show, we're expecting to just be utter fucking chaos. It's going to be insane. It's been almost three years since we've played there. Um, it's a small kind of packed in venue. You know, I think you mean the best like 200, 300, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. sweatbox. Yeah yeah good yeah oh yeah absolutely man you get you get 30 seconds into a band set and the temperature just cranks up to 50 instantly um yeah and then also adelaide the the day after ballarat as well we're also expecting it to be really good because uh relapse who are the secondary support band they're from uh adelaide as well uh and they're kind of like hometown heavyweights there to a degree they're very much so up and coming but have built a strong following them for themselves so we're looking forward to all of it um we really did want to do brisbane and get back to the gold coast as well but 
it's kind of hard to justify for all four of us bands to go an extra 24 hours worth of round travel potentially for a single extra show when things have been tricky for us to organize so unfortunately we did have to pull the plug there as much as we do want to go back so um this it's kind of turned into a little bit just like a warm-up tour in a sense um not only as i mean like don't get us wrong it's going to be a full-on show and some brilliant shows that we're very much looking forward to but in terms of the grand scheme of being able to move forward and getting ready to play overseas it's very much like a chance for us to get into the groove of things you know yeah get into our rhythm a bit yeah. more um and presumably as well the the other the other impact is if you're if you're adding distance like fuel costs have changed somewhat <laughs> yes and um, that's a real impact in a, it actually you know it hasn't deviated that much over probably like the last year or two in australia like it, it does it goes up and down and where you get it can play a big difference um Thankfully, expenses-wise have been consistent, so it's kind of easy to budget it in that sense. There's not as much um, uncertainty, but yeah, yeah, it's still a fucking long way, man. It's still a lot of extra fuel that you got to pay for, and yeah, it's still more Absolutely. accommodation costs. And, well, I mean, accommodation. Yeah. I mean, fuel costs here, as of right in September, we were paying about one pound forty-five a liter. And now we're paying one pound and we're paying one pound ninety-five a litre. Shit with conversion, that's a yeah. lot, man. Yeah. Oh, Go on. Go on. Uh, Surprise yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm checking this out. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So that's yeah, having a major effect. We're, sort of, we're like two thirds of that, give or take. Right. And I, I mean, I know that conversions and blah, blah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of yeah, real blah, world as well. It's yeah. kind of but slightly different. Still, shit. Yeah. Dude, I saw, I saw a photo. I saw a photo the other day just pop up on social media. Um, I think it was in like Libya or some somewhere in the Middle East. Um, and it was like, fuck, what did they spend? It was like five Australian dollars for like 40 litres or something <laughs> like that. Ob- obscenely <laughs> cheap. Yeah, like just we'll just um we'll take heavy metal abroad and we'll base ourselves in the Middle East. Sorry, the touring is more affordable. Yeah. Well, that that funnily enough, yeah, that's that's what it costs when you live right next to where it's coming from. Um, but um, yeah. but hey, look, you know, I mean, ultimately, um, you've got you know you've got you've got these Aussie dates, and that's gonna that's gonna you know get you back in the thr- the the throw of things. Um, how long are you, how long are you looking at, at, at being out for? I mean, I'm presuming that the reason I say this is because again, the distance, if I'm mm-hmm. your label management or whatever, once we get you out the country into mm-hmm. North America, kind of don't want, I don't want to let go of you until you've done the whole of North America, the whole of South America, Oh, South America, yeah. you know, South America means you can make the jump to, you know, and really try and cover as yeah. much as possible. So yeah, we have, we have been thinking about this. Um, I think one of the things we've been kind of hoping to do um, sort of as like a stepping stone. Sorry, I've got a fucking killer eyelash at the moment. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, One of, yeah. So what we've, what we've been kind of hoping for would be to actually do uh, the UK, honestly, uh, as like an (laughs) early run um, because 
the way we kind of see it is it would give us the opportunity to get used to something that could last, like say, you know, maybe a couple of weeks and maybe not necessarily have a great deal of time on the road because it is, you know, obviously a lot more localized in a smaller yes. area. Yeah, but yeah. It would give us the opportunity yeah, yeah. to sort of get used to playing like a lot of shows back to back and in, in a shorter time, in a more condensed time frame. That's um, interesting. We, yeah, because I was going to I was yeah. going to say again, as a singer, you know, the, the prospect of like singing every night for five, yeah. six, seven shows in a row, maybe get a break. But even then. A day uh, off, yeah, a, a day off is one of the worst things to have because the following day you're, you're shitty again, you know, and yeah, it's like because yeah. your voice has got used to it. it. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. So, so for that, yeah, we're, we're just practicing more often. Um, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm doing at least you know five or ten minutes worth a day, making some noises randomly in the car on the way home from work. Um, yeah. It does sort of seem like a daunting prospect because you know this is the first proper band that I've been in, so. Um, the idea of eventually just sort of jumping headfirst into doing, you know, a couple of weeks or like a couple of months even um, of nonstop touring. It's, it's definitely daunting, but I think at least in that sense, I'm kind of lucky that I have been doing this for a fair while. So at least yeah. I've got the right idea of how to, at least I can sort of respond to my body and adjust as, as need be on the fly. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man. Honestly, man, we're looking forward to it. Um, Absolutely. The idea that you know the the offer will come and it'll be like, all right, cool, pack your bags and see, say your goodbye for fucking two or three months at a time. Um, it's seeming more and more real. And yeah, we're just yeah. we're enthusiastic, man. We can't wait, can't wait to travel and yeah. play. That's and that, yeah, that's awesome. You know, I I I'm, I remember you know exactly how I felt on the eve and you know looking at this this shit becoming real and and something that you've always wanted to do um yeah and And having it having it feel like something that can be done hey yeah yeah absolutely absolutely but also then the vagaries of the music business you know we 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 ended up we ended up with this like this catchphrase which is basically believe it when you're on the bus you know it's like because there's so much shit gets talked about and you've been mentioning this or you know i i really like that saying because um with so with just as like a little crossover um that sort of resonates with me especially because the whole metal blade records thing hasn't really felt real like really real until like they'll probably like the last you know week or a couple of weeks or a month or so because it's like yeah fuck we're on the bus now it's like you know it's like it's up on the yeah. channel the premiere is happening this is happening the interviews are out um yeah i like that saying that's good believe it when you're on the bus i like that yeah, yeah man and, and do you know what totally got suckered in we've just had a festival cancelled with nine days notice and and i was like i was incredibly angry and then i and and i just caught myself i was like i just caught myself i was just like believe it when you're on the bus you've you've known this for years but i you know i got blindsided by it because of you know nine days you're pretty sure it's gonna happen but, yeah, when you're that close, you're like, yeah, shit, yeah. it'll be fine. It'll be yeah. fine. Was was that just like COVID and whatnot, or some other oh, sort of issues? Uh, yeah, Su- supply issues, which seem to be a thing everywhere. Yeah. But um, you know, nine days, man, that's that's not fair on anyone. It's not fair on the bands. It's especially not fair on people who've booked transport, travel. Uh, uh, you know, they've yeah. booked accommodation. Yeah, you name it. Big so. festival. Hmm? And big a, festival, what, what a, a reasonably big festival, and it's first year, and they've moved uh, and they've moved yeah. it back to the end of September, beginning of October, and it's kind of like, well, 
okay, but I yeah, this is not a good start. Not a good yeah. start. But like, you know, I mean, like a, a reschedule is better than just flat out canceling at least, because at least you know yeah. there's still like that. There's still it's yeah, it's a pain in the ass, but at least there's still the opportunity it can go ahead. Yeah, um, no, I, absolutely, man, absolutely. But you know, it's it. It, but hey, serves me right. I forgot my own my own phrase. You know, believe me when you're on the bus, and it's still it's, at home. Still it, at home, fucking packing the bags. Absolutely. Yet. Yeah, yeah. It's still it's still relevant now. But do you know what? It, you know, ultimately, it's just a gig, and that's what you just have to keep telling yourself. You know what? It's just a gig. And Always given the next what, one, man. yeah, and given what we've all been through, um, and you guys as well. I mean, you talking about COVID there. A lot of UK listeners will be like. Oh, really? Because we were back out on the road in September. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, admittedly, as a four-piece, because one one guitarist had gone down really bad with COVID. But um, since then, yeah, it's 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 pretty much like back to normal, and you know, has been it's since pretty close. February. It's pretty much like that here now as well. Um, so we, it's it's it was been weird in Australia because like the just overarching uh restrictions on being able to go out and having uh capacity and uh density restrictions within venues was pretty yeah. common in in most areas but it was a little bit state by state as well um in victoria which is you know Ballard, melbourne down south um it, we got fucking hammered man hospitality and entertainment just got bent over for like two years um yeah venues that would normally be able to like hold capacities of like you know several hundred people would be reduced down to lift restrictions of like 50 and like enforced by police like you know like they could lose like liquor licensing they could be shut down they'd have all sorts of headaches brought about them just for something remotely close to what was normal so yeah it, it basically mean just a halt on music for the better part of like a year and a half uh, close to almost two years um thankfully though now i think even though like you know it fluctuates in how prevalent COVID is and you know we're constantly seeing you know new cases and new numbers and health scares and strain on the healthcare system and whatnot but i think touch wood in terms of restrictions and uh how limited we are in well, being able to play gigs and go see bands and just hospitality in general, I don't see those restrictions coming back, or at least I fucking hope not anytime soon because yeah, it's made it hard, man. Yeah, it's man. I, I, I look, I, I've got a, I've got a sister who um, has lived in ours for thirty years. She lives out um, in, well, she used to live out uh, in, in Port Douglas. And, oh, okay, yeah, it's and she's nice she, up there, man. Oh, I, hey, two yeah. billion flies can't be wrong. Um, you know, uh, um, but, um, there's, um, uh, they, they run like tourist, um, uh, bus tours of the, you know, yeah, along yeah. there, the barrier reef done, yep. you know, no way, no chance. And they've just yeah, been bleeding cash, bleeding cash, you know, because there's just, and unfortunately there was a one, there was a time as well where, um, all the States around them were locked down, but they weren't. So because they weren't, they couldn't get any help with their business, but yep. they were completely, they were locked out, not locked down. They were locked out because nobody yeah, could come, yeah. but they couldn't get any help for the business because there was no lockdown in their state. And that's just like, yeah, that, it's, that really yeah. sucks. 
for a state that is probably probably the like tourism hotspot of the country just because yeah it's like hey you're in the middle of winter you fucking escape up to the north where it's still 25 degrees and sunshine and you can still go swimming you know um yeah, yeah for a state that's built on uh, the tourism industry man i can only i can only imagine how hard it would have been Oh yeah. Um, like yeah. I mean, we we have yeah. we don't necessarily have as much tourism down here, but we have a lot of hospitality, so it's it's a similar kind of crossover yes. in a lot of yeah. respects. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I got heaps of close friends and whatnot who you know restaurants, bars, cafes. You know, like they owned it, they worked there. Um, yeah. Fucking ruined. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. No, it is, man. It is, man. But um, look, it seems how we're um, uh, since how we're both uh, vocalists here. Um, I was I. I'm always keen to ask singers where their where their kind of not inspiration comes from, like your your influences. You know who who did you listen yeah. to and go, oh right, and then you know one day you got on a mic and you know noise came out and you thought, okay, yeah, I can do this. I thought I could. Turns out I can. So um, in terms of like the the band and the vocalist, it's sort of like got me started and into this it'd be um mike Kranika from the devil wears prada uh they were like the first heavy right. band that i ever found on my own uh you know 15 year old listening to metal corps uh, as you do you know um the little scene phase that everyone in fucking my age group went through you know <laughs> as, as it happens um but i suppose like probably the voc there's probably two main vocalists that really sort of pushed me in the direction I'm in now, which would probably have to be uh, Jonathan Huber from uh, I Declare War and Pathology and a handful of other projects and um, Nate Johnson from Through the Eyes of the Dead and Fit for an Autopsy. Um, have you have you seen the video on YouTube called I Declare Goddess? No. So write it down. It'll yeah. blow your fucking mind. Well, I, look, yeah, you, I, you, you did the same for me, so I'll do the same for you. Yeah, it's um, it's it's just basically four minutes of fucking insane. Um, so yeah, I declare goddess. It's um, so Cameron Argon, who is he's like an electronic producer who uh also has his own solo project called Disfiguring the Goddess. He got together with John Huber and they did like this uh, just like single. Um, I, I think it's actually on a release, but I can never find it on Spotify or anything. But it's up on YouTube. Uh. Wow, it's just two, it's just two wild. guys in a room. <laughs> just going at it, man. It's so cool. I think they actually, I think um, Cameron, the, he, I think he actually wrote like this song just for this and then they just got together and recorded it. Um, there are some lows that John hit in this that like when I heard him do that, I was like, okay, that's what I want to do. That's the noise. Um but then like also in terms of uh, writing style and like phrasing and timing and spacing, um, I definitely sort of attribute that more to Nate Johnson with um, the album, uh, The Process of, of Human Extermination. Um, he's just loud and roaring and nonstop and full of energy. Um, there's one video of him playing The Conqueror live from like, 2009 or 2010 i think it is and he's just veins popping out of every bit of his fucking body for like four minutes straight like you can just tell he's just soaring it 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, those two guys definitely were just the main guys that, you know, I heard what they did and I went, yeah, fuck it. That's what I want to do. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to give yeah. it a crack at. Um, in terms that, of like actually learning it. Oh yeah. 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 So you're going to say, no, no, I was going to say, and uh, you, you moved on to it nicely because yeah, it was just, I was just going to say that, that time where, cause I, I, I remember, you know, those, those first like creeping steps into bands and stuff like that. And I, I remember the very first band that I went to sing with and, um, and of course they like, you know, like didn't tell me how I'd done or anything like that, you know, cause you don't at that age, you know, and I'm just kind of like, what the fuck? So I like, so one of them, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I said to one of them the other the following day, like what's, um, I said, was that, you know, was that, did I do okay? Um, mm -hmm. And they were like, and he was like, yeah, yeah. He goes, um, he's, to be honest, we were all a bit surprised. And I was like, oh, you know, cool. Right, then. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Or, yeah, of course, not thinking the opposite. And, uh, and, and, they, and they was like, well, yeah, no, it's just that you're the first guy we've had along who's actually sung. And it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, because there are those people who come along and they just... They stand there and they nod and they read through the lyrics. And they, mm, I'm not sure. And I'm like, so you had people turn up and not sing. I was just weird. Yeah, yeah. Although, like, I can I can get the whole stage fright thing, or you know, not like um properly preparing for it or not, because like, it's very much so like a confidence thing. You know, you oh you hell be yeah, super focused on what you're doing for sure. Um, oh yeah. So I can understand the struggle for it, but I can also imagine it'd be weird as hell, like trying to do like some tryouts for your band or something, and then you get somebody to shop for a vocalist, and they just uh, stand up the front and just kind of yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird. That'd be yeah. strange. Yeah, it'd be like, dude, like halfway through the song, dude, you haven't got the job, and you're like, that this isn't for you, really. You know? <laughs> yeah. Thanks for trying. No yeah. thanks. You'll be right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but um, so yeah, I mean that 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 first time, that first moment, that must have been like quite the rough. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Um, Cause so I, I fuck, I'd, I'd probably actually been because uh, like entirely self taught, just yeah, through feeling and just trying to get a yeah. grasp of it. Um, yeah, same here. And yeah, it's a way to go with this sort of vocals, I reckon, because it's it's a very sensation no sensational thing i suppose is maybe not the right term to use for it but you know you like you have to feel it and you have to sort of respond to it so there's i've i've tried like uh, helping other people teach them how to do it but it's not the sort of thing that you can really explain to a degree you know there's a certain point where you have to say just try and see how, see how you go yeah um and it took it took me a fair while uh to actually really get a grip on the style that i use now um i was definitely not doing vocals properly for probably like a good seven or eight months I want to say um and then one day actually I remember I was trying to uh just do um there was this band called Signal the Firing Squad who are like an Australian deathcore band old 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 band that's long gone now but very heavy very good um and yeah I was trying to do some of I was trying to cover one of their songs I don't remember what it was but uh the vocalist had a very you know throaty very like archetypal deathcore growl style voice um and i was getting really pissy with myself because i couldn't do it and i just went <laughs> and then like all of a sudden i was like oh yeah shit i got it yeah cool i get it now um and i like i didn't really get to have that sort of moment um like like doing that with a band or anything for 
ages, but um, because I knew so many of my mates that were like active in other bands or like were already sort of committed in other projects, um, a big thing for me was just um, just doing like little guest spots here and there. Like whenever my bands, uh, my mates' bands played shows, just you know, they like grabbed the mic off them for a couple lines here or there, or like um, at a gig, like uh, get up on the front barrier and get the odd mic pass from vocalists here or there, just you know, singing along to the lyrics. Um, so that I kind of like got a little little taste of what it was like before actually being in the band. But um, then, yeah, with Cage Fighter, um, the first jam we did, I didn't really actually do that much because I didn't have any lyrics. We were just sort of fucking around with some new stuff and I'd never like, gotten to be a part of that creative process before. So way out of my depth. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> so I was that guy just sort of standing there going like, and then after yeah. a while just i was like just even just make noises and like sort of time it along so you know get some ideas out um and yeah i belted out a couple of lows and i remember davo the drummer going afterwards he's like that was fucking sick i wasn't expecting that nice. um, so that was sort of like my, my sort of breakthrough moment into it and it's just sort of yeah all gone from there yeah yeah that's i and I, that, yeah i mean that's cool because there's like it's there's 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 praise from reviewers. There's praise from like you know people who watch the band and all the rest of it. But nothing means not nothing means as much as what your fellow bandmates think and say. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like we we've you know we've all got such similar interests that it's like if they don't think something's that good, you know, I I don't think it's that good. Um, like actually, yeah. Funny you say that. So the song "Weeping Sores." Um, for me personally, I think that's one of my weakest songs off the album. And after we finished recording that one, um, there was actually one point when Justo listened to it and he actually said to me, he's like, that felt uh, a bit weaker or a bit more lackluster than a lot of the other songs that I had done where instantly, you know, we'd sent through the raw, you know, finished with my vocals and we're like, holy shit, this is going to be huge. Um, so, yeah, there definitely has been those moments where it's like, oh, fuck, yeah, if you guys don't like it, I don't like it. Crap. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. that's just that's just been a good catalyst to be like, okay, I gotta keep it like at hundred percent a game. Yeah, but I, and and I think it's it's it, when you come to the next album as well, it's like you know you start out with like the bar has been set. The bar yeah. is yeah. the last album. Every song we write from here on has got to be better oh, or as God. good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it doesn't make Bare it, minimum. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. every song you write has got to be good enough to have got on the previous album and push one of those songs off. You know? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's hundred percent. Yeah, 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 and it's like I, I yeah, it's that you. next bar. It's that next rise. That next like. But hey, you've got that to come. You've got all the you've got all the fun stuff to do first, which so, is look, like you know. I Dude, I can vouch um, at whenever we've been practicing and um, just jamming out some of these new songs, making sure that we're tight for the tour. Um, yeah, Justo's already been cranking out the odd riff here or there. That's yeah. some new stuff. And any time he plays anything, all of us are like, yeah, yeah. that's a good chance. <laughs> yeah. so I, I, think we're on, I think we're on the right track for album number two for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and that's that, you know that you've got a. Hopefully, you get out on the road and you get to you get to make the most of this album and really and really take it to like every corner before you have so. to start thinking about doing that. Yeah, I hope so because you you know I mean look, like well well on the label you know tight you know we do have schedules that we have to keep to you know we we can't just be um just sort of going about it willy nilly. I think we uh, do have the luxury that because of 
you know, it's just come out now. We're going to have a little bit of time where we can sort of really flex this album and get the opportunity to play as much of it or all of it as possible to as many people as possible. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We but also... Wait. We cannot wait. But also, because it's your first album um, and you haven't got a massive catalogue that people have heard, you're kind of... You're also reliant on basically who's who's going to take us out you know who's going who who can we play with because like headline shows are going to be tough yeah absolutely like absolutely and it's 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 interesting that you say that because in a sense like the so the band is established and it has been around for ages but because there was like a 5 year hiatus and musically we have gone in like there's there's definitely some similarities to the first EP that the guys did quite a few years back but with how things have refreshed and how we're sort of re-aiming the folks of the band there, it kind of is just like, we're like that fresh band on the scene again. So whilst we are in a very fortunate position where we are, we still have a lot of, you know, proving ourselves to do basically. Um, So yeah, like we're not just going to get on board with absolutely any gig for any reason at any time. Like we do absolutely hold ourselves up to a certain standard um but at the same time we also know that we can't just be like yeah we've got an album out on metal blade we're not going to play with you or no we're not going to say we're not saying yes to that show just for the sake of it you know we're we're yeah. definitely finding that healthy balance for sure yeah absolutely and then um and you've got the whole festival season in 2023 across europe hopefully um yeah. you know get get signed up for that yeah 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 fingers yeah, crossed absolutely. yeah yeah hey, man, if we if we can not only come overseas during festival season, but also dodge an Australian winter at the same time, <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the one thing about us, uh, about Australians and Brits. I think that it's like, we're, we're, we're all obsessed with the weather, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, dude, every day I walk into work, it's fuck. It's cold out there. Yeah, man. Every day, every day. <laughs> And people don't, again, people don't, uh, you know, expect to hear that from somebody, you know, in Australia. I think, yeah, well, I, I think, um, and look, look, fair enough, because especially like with, yeah, you know, all the tourism stuff from Queensland, like, yeah, yeah, it's fuck, it does get hot here, but you go down like about halfway and everything south of that, it's just, yeah, it's fucking cold more often than not, man. Yeah. Um, a lot of yeah. snow here as well, and if you're in the right spot too. Obviously, not as much as what you do get in America, um, given the area, but or like in the UK as well. Um, but yeah, man, it's freezing. Yeah, but you still it's have like you still actually have weather. You know, you actually yeah. have seasons yeah. and shit like that. You know, that's um, yeah. And, I mean, and that's what I think. That's what that's what um, that's what we share, and that's that that's the obsession is because because like literally every day is different and some days you'll have all four seasons in one day over here you know and it's just like of course it's going to be a topic of conversation it affects everybody and everything you do yeah absolutely man and it's really funny that you say four seasons in a day as well because Ballarat it's it's a running joke that man you can you absolutely get four seasons every single day here (laughs) Uh, there's no consistency so yeah yeah we got we got that coming for sure I can't believe it we're back to the weather and it's like (laughs) that that it's, it's almost where we came in uh, it's, um, gone full circle. it's gone full <laughs> circle oh shit pulled my uh pulled my earphone out um well look man that's been that's been so much fun i really enjoyed chatting to you nick that's been great fun yeah, thank 
Thank you, mate. Like, yeah, likewise. This has been sick. We definitely will do this again for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know, when you're in uh, when you're in the UK and in London, I will um, I will come along and introduce myself. Yeah, sick man. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. It'd be good, cool, good dude. to actually get you in person. Well, look, congrats on the album. Um, that was you know really like came from out Thank of nowhere. Um, and I was hooked as soon as I heard that first single. Um, and yeah, it's just like all success to you. And hopefully, you know, you can open the door for some bands, for some more bands to come from us as well. Hey, fingers crossed, man. Um, fuck, it's way too easy for me to ramble, but yeah, uh, we, we nowadays, even if, if we know that we have the opportunity to play a bigger slot on a show, um, if there's bands that we like or bands that, you know, have reached out to us or, you know, you know, people we like basically that are smaller yeah. where we're trying to give those that opportunities like um so shokan actually who are the opening support for the album tour we picked them purely because we played with them in brisbane um a while back they were all fucking lovely and brilliant music and we we're like yeah fuck yeah how do more people not know about these guys so right. yeah what? that's awesome man really thrilled that we get to bring them along because they are very very underrated oh, so, that's- yeah hopefully, hopefully get to do heaps of that yeah, and and I mean, there's the I, I'm a I'm a big fan of Mammal, um, Australian band, um, who you know I've followed for years and saw them when they they played over here. Um, but there's it, there just seems to have been I don't know I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of like bands that have made it out of Oz and made kind of like some kind of impact in the metal scene over the last few years. Um, Absolutely, and it's just kind of I don't know it's been lacking. You know, you've got a real opportunity here, I think, to kind of shine a light on a whole scene. I think, yeah, I think we're very lucky in that sense that whilst it's weird in, in terms of like this kind of scene that we're in, I think we do err more on the core side of things, like the metalcore kind of crowd. But I think also because we have such a big traditional metal influence, both in our music and with also how we promote ourselves, we are in that very advantageous situation where we can kind of leverage either way, depending on basically what works. Right. Um, like there have been, like there's been some big metalcore acts that have definitely started succeeding out of Australia lately. Um, I don't follow it as much nowadays, um, admittedly, but bands like Polaris, exceptionally good live, like they warrant every bit of success that goes their way um you know you've got bands like alpha wolf previously justice for the damned as well but in terms of just like more metal bands they're yeah aside from like fuck parkway like 10 years ago when they blew up yeah. you know it's not that's sort of like the last big one or you know like die artist motor of course as well you know it'd be very rude to not mention them True. Um, i know they sort of, you know air on core but they're very 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 deathy at times for sure um yeah so hopefully we can uh yeah, leverage a bit of that open space. Absolutely. Following Parkway's footsteps, man. You'd be headlining festivals before you know it. Mate, I dude, was watching that dude, watching that DVD when you're like 16, 17 years old and seeing them just tour across the fucking countryside and camp on the side of the road in cow shit so they can go just jump on a bill at any venue they want. That's that's the dream, man. That's cool. And the, and again, it, is, it highlights that, that kind of um, paying your dues Nothing comes without hard work. And anybody looking at, you know, Nicholas Cage fighter is going to go, but that's the first album. They're getting a lot of attention. It's like, look at the history, look how long there's been around. You know, there's, they've managed to get a hiatus in a previous like EP kind of mini album length, you know, and it, yeah, it's, it, it's about, 
nothing comes to people who haven't worked really hard. 100%, yeah. Um, we're not here to fuck about and we know what we want, so we're yeah. working for it. Yeah, Gotta it's like that. It. Well, it's like that old, you know, yeah, it's you know, it's taken me a decade to become an overnight success. You know, it's one of the the old I can't remember who said it, but it's it's you know, it's genius. I've, I've heard I've heard that quote before, but it's very yeah, it's it's there's a lot of truth behind that for for certain. Absolutely. Certain. Absolutely. Well, Nick, look, thank you very much. Um the band must have really 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 realized they like they fell on their feet when they got a new guy, a new singer and he was called Nick. I mean, that's just like yeah, <laughs> I've, I've I've had I've even had people asking me. It's like, hey, was was they did the name come about because you joined the band? It's like, no, no, the name was around before me. It's just it's just a good coincidence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. It's cool. out very well for sure. All right, man. Well, I hope that UK tour comes off, and um, I'll see you there. Thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll chat cool, to you dude. sometime soon. Yeah, take yeah, care. Mate, Cheers, you, you too. Bye, bye. As you can probably tell, I really enjoyed, really enjoyed having a chat with Nick. Um, I hope you all enjoyed listening to it too. Um, and yeah, apologies. The, there, there was a, a slight clicking and glitch. His end at the time couldn't hear it at all. Um, and, and the problem, um, I, I think, was Nick's end. So there's, there's nothing I could do. Um, so hopefully you listened to the whole interview and you weren't um, too put off by the uh, that sort of clicking sound. It's a bit annoying. Uh, and if you were watching the video, hopefully you weren't put off too put off by me wearing a vest in it. Oh dear me, you poor bastards! And I should yeah, I didn't mention that when I directed you to the video, did I? I didn't send you. I be didn't say I'd be half naked in this particular interview. But god damn it, I fucking was. Um, so we're coming to the end of another episode and please do give Nicholas Cage fighter a, 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 a listen, the bones that grew from pain. Um, it's getting better and better with every listen. I say that because it's quite dense. It is very heavy. It is very dense. Um, and if you're, you know, if you, if you're an old man like me, it might take you know, a little bit more, a little bit more attention to you just, but. Then again, you know, other 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 older people um, are into a lot heavier stuff than me. So maybe you'll be okay with it. Anyway, all of me, all of me, all of you, let me know what you think to the album. Um, and I, I, I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed interviewing somebody who was excited about their, like, you know, I hate to use the word, but their journey, you know, excited about what's to come. They are literally right at the beginning of this really exciting time in their lives, you know, and you can hear it in Nick's voice and you can see it on his face in the video as soon as we start talking about being able to go away on tour and, like, actually do this thing. Um, yeah, I think the phrase is super excited. And it was just really, really good to have that kind of positive, excitable energy um, on an interview which I haven't had for some time and I must admit there were times there where it reminded me it reminded me of what it was like all those years ago anyway anyway that is all I have for you on this particular episode so thank you very much for listening as always um, you know if you're a subscriber great if you're not get subscribed if you know people who should be subscribing then make them subscribe force them 
force them to do it. Or when they're out the room, grab their phone, open the podcast app and subscribe them. That would be very, very nice. So, bollockers, one and all, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Oh, do you know what I haven't done? I haven't done the Patreon shit. Okay. Patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. Support the podcast Patreon is in the description of this podcast and it's highlighted. Click on it. It's a link. It'll take you there. Six dollars a month. Yeah, six dollars a month. The full bollocks gets you everything. It gets you this podcast early. You get to ask questions of... um, uh, people I'm going to be interviewing, not not that anybody got a chance to do on that one because it, it was a very quickly arranged interview. Uh, but they normally get that. You get a two-hour radio show. You get a live podcast every month on Zoom where we all get together and have a chat. There's loads of stuff going on. Seriously, there's lots of stuff coming on. Just ask any of the patrons. There's plenty of content. So, guys, been a pleasure. Never a chore. I'm out the house on my way to Bloodstock um, tomorrow. Might get some interviews while I'm there. Probably just going to get pissed. But anyway, might bump into some of you. But you won't have... Yeah, podcast's not out till Bloodstock's already been on, isn't it, Howard? You fucking idiot. Not putting this out until after Bloodstock. What a fucking cock. Honestly. My apologies. What can I say? I am a twat. Right, anyway, hope you enjoyed uh, whatever you were doing this weekend, whether you were at a Bloodstock festival, whether you were at a festival, gigs... You know, I don't know, whitewater fucking rafting, whatever you were doing. Or maybe, maybe you were just sat indoors listening to Striper all day. (laughs) Anyway, always a pleasure, never a chore. See you next time. Take care of each other. Bye-bye.